what's up what's up everyone welcome to the frequency podcast i'm your host frankie j lopez hope y'all doing well before we get into it please follow the podcast page and click the little bell for notifications we're on spotify we're on apple music and most places that you can get your podcasts also we're now on instagram so please follow the frequency podcast network there It'll keep you up to date for the latest podcast and some commentary on some music news that I probably won't be touching on the podcast too often in the near future. So check that out. I'm feeling good today. It is a Friday afternoon. Sun is shining. New York City looking beautiful. Before we get into it, album suggestions. Little Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert. British rapper and singer. This is her fourth studio album. The first one I've listened to in Man, it is really good. It honestly feels like a movie at times. Themes include the black experience, difficulties she's experienced in the environment she grew up in, her relationship with her father, women empowerment, black excellence. It has everything. The beats are super engaging. The samples are nuts. She plays with so many flows, and honestly, there is not enough praise that I can give to it. Please go check this album out. It's definitely one of the best rap albums that have come out this year. I'll say it again, Little Sims, sometimes I might be introvert. Let's get into the album of the day, Kanye West, Donda. A little bit about the artist, and I mean, most people know who Kanye West is, Chicago's very own, one of the best-selling artists of all time, 22 Grammys, often cited as one of the most influential artists in hip-hop and music history, rose to fame as Jay-Z's favorite producer, subsequently put out a string of fantastic albums included on many top albums of all times lists. Musically speaking, the man has defied expectations multiple times and has pushed the genre forward in so many ways. Without him, hip-hop likely would not be what it is today. Personally, an artist who introduced me to a new side of hip-hop at a very young age and whose discography ranks very high on my personal favorite list. Now, I'd be remiss not to bring up all the bullshit outside of music, actions that make it difficult to be a fan at times. Worth noting his questionable political stances, public stunts, and controversial statements. How can we forget his incredibly idiotic slavery being a choice comment? Acknowledging all of that and noting the questionable features on this album, which we'll get into. I'm trying to go into this with an open mind and simply will be doing my part as an album reviewer first and foremost. There will be times where my musical opinion will be driven by my personal beliefs. I'll try my best to limit that influence, but hey, I'm only human. All right, first track, Donda Chant. Not much to say, and skits generally don't affect my ratings on albums unless they're really good or really bad. It's a unique opener for sure, and obviously a tribute to his mother and her passing. The website Genius says it's to mimic her final heartbeat before she passed, but no way in knowing. The first real track, Jail, featuring Jay-Z, a.k.a. Hove, a.k.a. The Goat, etc. Interesting opener. Kanye almost always comes through with a great opening track, and to be honest, this is no exception for me. Starts off with this like really dramatic electric guitar that carries the song. No drums ever actually come in, which is rare for a hip-hop track. And then we get an auto-tune Kanye a la 808s and Heartbreak. Generally, this song feels like it's about his relationship with Kim. Lines like, you made a choice, that's your bad. Single life ain't so bad, but we ain't finna go there tonight. Something's off, I'll tell you why. And then the choir in the background and the chorus, guess who's going to jail tonight? It sounds like a grand statement, and it's really cool, actually. 
It feels like a double entendre in a way. The first one being pretty obvious. Him and Kim are going at it. The cops get called on him and he's going to jail tonight. The second, how he views his relationship with God. Lines like, hold over and I got priors, meaning he's made previous mistakes, perhaps in this relationship. And then going into, guess who's going to jail tonight? God going to post my bail tonight. Like, ah, damn, made another mistake, but God is going to be there to forgive me through all of that. Heavy themes of Christianity in that way. Also worth noting that divorce in general is technically a sin. So perhaps the reason he's going to jail, quote unquote, is due to his divorce, but he hopes God will be able to forgive him. Let's talk about Jay-Z's first real quick. Seeing a lot of hate on the internet, probably because of his flow, but to be honest, I don't think it's bad. The flow over this like bare bones instrumental does feel a little bit off-putting, but there are some solid bars here. Told him, stop all that red cap, we going home. Not me with all of these sins cast in stone. So essentially stop with the red cap, the MAGA hat that Kanye was wearing. Not with me casting stones, like I obviously made mistakes as well, so who am I to judge? And then another line, don't have to see you to touch you. This is what Braille look like. It's on site. Not the best Jay-Z verse, but far from his worst. You know, looking at you, monster. Beat switch at the end to these like super loud drums and thick hi-hats. Lasts a little too long for me, and I could have done without it. The next song, God Breathe, featuring Vori. 808 style drums, random electric keys throughout the track, shifting to these like ominous choir sounds like you'd hear in a boring Catholic church. Song about Kanye putting his trust in God, as he does all the time on this album. The verses are fine. I like the God the Father like Maury line, but generally it's so repetitive that it does become very boring by the end of it, especially at the end when the beat just keeps running on and doesn't really build up to anything. So it's like wasting a whole two minutes of my life. That one's a skip for me. But the next track, Off the Grid featuring Playboy Cardi and Fabio Foreign, that shit is hot. The hook is catchy. We off the grid, 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 grid. This for my kids, kids, kids. It's like such a drill beat, which makes sense for Fabio feature. Pounding drums with these dark strings. Very clearly a vibe track and everyone brings the energy on it. Mainly talking about, you know, the blessings God gave them and not letting others bring down their energy. Not usually a Cardi fan, but he contributes to the vibe very well classic organ piano keys that go on before Fabio's verse very reminiscent of like a pop smoke type beat and uh speaking of Fabio bars went the fuck off on his verse I met her in a church she prays for me she my god sister they call me a product of my environment I tell them nah I'm what god produced Kanye's verse plenty of quotables as well I got the holy water that's my beverages and they playing soccer in my backyard I think I see Messi bars great song great track a lot of energy. Next, we have Hurricane featuring The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Great chorus from The Weeknd, keeping the religious theme of the album, talking about finding God and holding him close to not let him drown. Good Lil Baby verse. I mean, he's become a force in this generation of rap for real. Like, a lot of Lil Baby clones are starting to come out of the woodworks, and this verse is a good reason why. You know, general lines of the struggle he went through to get to where he's at. He's doing his thing. And then Ye's verse is also really solid. Funny line to close out the verse. Everybody's so judgmental. Everybody hurts, but I don't judge rentals. That got a chuckle out of me. Next song, Praise God, featuring Travis Scott and Baby Keem. Classic Travis Scott synths with 808 drums. It starts with like a part of a speech that Kanye's mom Donda gave at a conference in Chicago. Talking about rising up even if today isn't your day. 
the hook and theme of the song play into that a bit with Travis and Ye kind of trading verses and hooks on getting out of the struggle by praising God. Boring track overall for me. Neither Travis or Baby Keem add the energy I wanted to see them bring, which is super disappointing, especially because I fuck with Baby Keem so much, but he never really seems to get going. It always just seems like he's building up to nothing in a way in this song. Next, we got Jonah, a track that's a tribute to Jonah Ware, an artist who was shot and killed in 2020. The beat is very spacey and airy. Vori on the chorus, longing for someone to lean on during difficult times. Beautiful verse from Lil Durk, honestly, opening up about the death of his brother. Very heartfelt and goes very well against Vori's chorus. Introspective line saying, I wasn't scared to die, but him, that was my biggest fear. Kanye's verse is a bit underwhelming, but overall, it's a solid track. Next, we have OK OK featuring Fabio Foreign, Lil Yachty, and Ruga. Nothing for me on this track, pretty boring. Kanye definitely trying to blend in with modern flows and sounds, but it doesn't really fit him too well. And the featured verses are quite underwhelming. Yachty's flow and lackadaisical delivery doesn't really hit for me. And Ruga just sounds like a worse little baby. Next, we got Junior featuring Playboy Cardi, which might as well be a Playboy Cardi song because the beat sounds something directly out of his discography. That being said, the verses are so weak. The hook is kind of catchy, but it doesn't make up for the overall song just being boring. Not much to say here, honestly. But then, huge bounce back. Believe what I say. What a fucking sample. Lauren Hill's That Thing put a smile on my face the moment that I heard it. Just a soulful moment on the album that is super appreciated. I fucking love the hook, too. Don't let that lifestyle drag you down. Kanye goes off in his verse. Plenty of quotables. I think this song is fantastic. Next, we got 24, apparently a song dedicated to Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. I remember Kanye actually went to Kobe Bryant's last game, dropped like 60 points. It was amazing. The song starts with the Sunday service choir, this like grandiose statement. It's very pretty and dedicated to having faith in God. I'm not a religious man, but you have to appreciate the musicality of gospel music. And the Sunday service choir is quite beautiful when they sing together. Especially on the chorus. Throw our hands up in the sky. It just sounds amazing. And they repeat 24 hours, possibly referring to Kobe, who was number 24. And, you know, Kanye's feeling it, especially on the refrain where he repeats, We gonna be okay, with the choir following it up with, God's not finished. It, it sounds really dope. It's genuinely a gorgeous song and I think a beautiful dedication to Kobe. The next song, Remote Control, featuring Young Thug. Not much to say, except that it's really boring. The flow in the hook is repeated so much that it gets old super quickly. Young Thug adds no energy. All I really want from him is to be energetic and charismatic, but none of that really comes through here, and it just becomes a boring song overall. Next song, Moon, featuring Don Tolliver and Kid Cudi. Damn, I love Don Tolliver on hooks, and this song is no exception. Uh, repeating... I want to go to the moon, don't leave so soon, how could I get through? From my perspective, the moon in this song is like symbolizing a place of comfort, calmness, and the chorus very much exemplifies that. This is gorgeous. The guitar and keys in the background are fucking beautiful. There's a wonderful Cuddy verse on here discussing improving upon himself and how life can be tough, but he's working through it. Very classic, introspective Cuddy. Note that the song title is Moon. And it could be a nod to Cuddy, given his classic Man on the Moon persona. Great song. 
honestly it's gorgeous love listening to it the next song heaven and hell samples 20th century steel band with these like boom bap drums and these like driving synths as the song goes on the latter end of the verse kanye brings the sample vocals like center stage growing the sims and background vocals it sounds so cool solid kanye verse overall typically braggy and praising god but kanye gets in this like really cool pocket the song ends with these like electric keys that sound cool against the drums the next track is the title track donda it feels kind of like an interlude the vocals sound a lot like ariana grande but it's actually an artist named stallone so give stallone their flowers on this one essentially it's a spoken word piece sampling a speech that donda kanye's mother gave at chicago state university Worth noting that Donda was a professor of English and specialized in black social issues. Low-key, I find this song to be pretty self-indulgent, not surprising for Kanye, I guess. It's weird for him to make this the title track because it's really just his mom saying nice things about how Kanye changed music. A bit strange in my opinion and not really touching on things that I think it should be touching on, like his relationship with his mother. All I'm hearing is Donda saying how great her son is. The next song, Keep My Spirit Alive, Griselda in the Building, let's go. First time I heard this, I was shook. New York really representing on this album. This is something I love about Ye. He always includes a couple folks that I'm a huge fan of and then puts them on the album just to like give them this mainstream credibility. So 5 Foreign, Baby Keem, now the Griselda crew. If you don't know about the Griselda crew, please check them out. If you want some old school grimy New York hip hop out of Buffalo, New York, let's go airy beat with some 808s mimicking these uh, boom bap drum styles and of course west side gun and conway deliver as they always do west side great bar flushed to work just in time and they raided thank god and then like west side thank god <laughs> i love hearing west side ad libs on a kanye album and my homie dropping bodies for no reason boom 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 now his kids see him on the weekends <laughs> fucking love west side both play into like the religious theme of the album, which I appreciate. Kanye verse isn't that good, but just hearing a Griselda feature on this album got me hyped no matter what. Maybe I'll do a Griselda album next. Next, Jesus Lord featuring Jay Electronica. Song starts with an organ that like goes into a drum beat. The chorus is admittedly catchy. Tell me if you know someone that needs Jesus. Although I did chuckle the first time I heard it because it's kind of funny coming from Kanye of all people because he really needs Jesus sometimes. It's a really good catchy hook. The Jesus and the Lord repeat throughout the verses like as a sample. Really great Kanye verse to be honest like probably one of the best Kanye verses in a long time. Themes of addiction, death, and most prominently difficulty growing up in a difficult environment and the effects that the violent activity can have on the people who grew up in those environments. As the verse goes on, it's pretty much a short story of the two common stories that happen to people, specifically black people, in those environments. He opens up about his love for his mother a bit as well. When you lost your life, it took the life out the party. One notable line. A few great lines in that verse. And if I talk to Christ, can I bring my mother back to life? And if I die tonight, will I see her in the afterlife? But back to reality where everything's a tragedy. You better have a strategy or you could be a statistic. Little boy dies. He's just one of the mystic and mama steady crying because she really the victim and she's getting high and she's getting addicted. Amazing lines. Kanye does a great job painting the true effects of what can happen in these environments. Even for those who aren't involved in this activity themselves, they can still experience these like intense ramifications. And honestly, there's not enough sympathy 
or action taken to address these things that are happening. There's a surprise Jay Electronicaverse, the man who lives under a rock. Very solid, of course, talking some real ass shit too. Earthquakes will strike this nation for what Bush did to Rwanda, what the Clintons did to Haiti and Downing Street did to Ghana. The outro is interesting. Larry Hoover Jr., the son of the infamous Larry Hoover, gang leader from Chicago that has been in prison since like my parents have been born. Mixed opinions here. Uh, the outro itself is quite long and does sound like Kanye just has his man on to show the world, like, see why I'm supporting Trump? I'm helping make a difference. Because Larry Hoover is essentially talking about how he's thanking Kanye for going to the White House to advocate for his father. But I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, pleading for Larry Hoover's release isn't going to automatically make the government consider prison reform at large. After one listen, I skipped this part, and although it focuses on Larry Hoover, I do want to take the time to say, since this is my platform and I can say whatever I want, the sentiment I feel this portrays is that black people are unfairly targeted and labeled as criminals in this country, and reform to the prison system and the entire criminal justice system is more than necessary. I just don't think wearing a MAGA hat is going to get us there. But otherwise, fantastic Kanyeverse, fantastic hook, great JLX verse, great song in general. Alrighty, next we got New Again. Really corny beginning to the song. It's just, yeah, I think it's whack as hell. W-Y-D, don't hit me back with the H-E-Y. It better be a high, I don't know. Kanye needs to fucking chill. That shit was whack as hell. And then, you know, continuing to party of problematic people, the hook has Chris Brown on it. Don't know why he decided to do that. Nothing really redeeming about this song. It's always skippable. The next song as well, Tell the Vision missed opportunity this song is terrible it's essentially a shortened pop smoke song with this super strange distortion on his voice and his verse sounds like super choppy and stuttered in a way it makes pop smoke sound terrible i don't know what kanye was thinking with this but it definitely did not hit for me at all the climbing piano beat is pretty dope but it runs its course by the end of the song and it's only two minutes long next song lord i need you this is Kanye opening up about his divorce with Kim. A few insecure lines where he goes, who you know spend an hour on Walgreens and like a corny line like best collab since Taco Bell and KFC. So yeah, those are a little whack, but in general, always happy to see Kanye opening up a little bit and being a little bit more introspective. And there are a few solid lines like the devil run the playground, but God owns the building and cussing at your baby mama. Guess that's why they call it custody. Thought that one was funny. The song is fine, but mostly forgettable, I'd say. The next song, Pure Souls, featuring Roddy Rich. You gotta love a Roddy Rich feature. Talking about being a product of his environment, being successful, and God forgiving him for the sins of the past. Love the energy behind the the truth is only what you get away with, huh? In the chorus, with that classic Roddy Rich flow. Solid Kanye verse. Roddy does steal the show, though. And shout out to Shensia for her solid outro performance as well. Wonderful vocals, I would say. The next song, Come to Life, I think is a beautiful track. Kanye repeatedly singing in the chorus, Ever Wish You Had Another Life, over these gospel-sounding synths that are just really majestic. Kanye opening up about not wanting to die alone and the mixed feelings he has towards Kim and the divorce, I would assume. Lines like, I don't want to die alone, I get mad when she's gone. Also talking about being low and being in the dark, but expressing that he has hope with lines like, I've been in the dark for so long, night is always darkest before the dawn. Absolutely amazing classical piano with these incredible electric guitars in the background during the final rendition of the chorus. It is lovely instrumentally. It's super gorgeous. The last verse is nice and him repeating floating on a silver lining. 
is a perfect way to summarize the song and it feels like Kanye is feeling the sadness but continues to have a glimmer of hope in a way. No Child Left Behind, treating it like a closing track. We have Vori delivering most of the vocals, mostly about counting on God and God doing miracles. It's a beautiful closer, but not one I'd revisit often outside of the context of the album. After this, we get a bunch of, I would treat them as bonus tracks. They're just part twos of a few songs in the main track listing. The first one being probably the most notable, Jail Part 2. We have the, the Baby and the Marilyn Manson features. Marilyn Manson, obviously, with all these sexual assault allegations and the baby making these awful homophobic comments. So obviously, fuck them both. And they don't really add that much to the song. Manson adds backup vocals to the chorus. Especially ironic and somewhat annoying to have Manson sing, we all liars, with those allegations out there. The baby's verse was solid, but I find it corny that he's out here asking for sympathy like he's not a grown-ass man, saying lines like, and that food that y'all took off my table, you know that was to feed my daughter, right? I'm like, buddy, you took the food off of your own table. The next two songs are quite underwhelming for part twos, OK OK and Junior part twos. I didn't really care that much for the original songs and nothing fruitful comes out of these part twos as well. And then the last one, Jesus Lord part two. I enjoyed the original song a lot and having the additional verses from the locks definitely improves the track, especially off the heels of their defeat of Dipset in that versus battle like a month ago. <laughs> And I love both of the groups, but that was like low-key embarrassing for Dipset. Solid verse from each member, especially Jadakiss with these fire bars. Broke down soon as I seen him bring the coffin in. Lord knows, I just really want to see you walk again. Million dollars cashiers checked in the offering. They could talk about me all they want. I'm talking to him. Again, these are bonus tracks, so they don't really affect my overall score too much. All in all, favorite tracks, Jail, Off the Grid, Believe What I Say, Moon, Heaven and Hell, Keep My Spirit Alive. Jesus Lord, Come to Life. A lot of favorite tracks. It's a long-ass album. So some final thoughts. Overall, I think this is a solid project. I would give this like a B-. minus. It's a little bloated, but I don't think to the extent that people make it out to be. My biggest complaints are that some of Kanye's verses are underwhelming. Uh, instrumentally, there are times that the album can sound kind of samey. But I think Kanye does a couple of things pretty well on here. He remains on topic with his faith. There are a bunch of unique instrumentals here that are pushing things in a direction that Kanye hasn't done before, which I appreciate. And he included very, very solid features. And for the most part, paid respect to his mother with references and tributes throughout. I think this album is kind of what I've wanted Jesus is King to be in a way. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think. DM me on Instagram if you have any thoughts. Am I completely off the mark? Do you agree? Let me know. Before logging off, I'd like to leave my listeners with some words of wisdom, usually from the album of the day. From Pure Souls, the standout bar for me is, personal worth is not what a person is worth. Have a wonderful day, folks. Reviewing Drake's Certified Loverboy next week, so please stay tuned for that. Deuces.